Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchros.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 2nd, and yes... We are going to talk about baseball. Domingo Herman went 8.1 innings, one and run to its one walk, six Ks with a King Cole 38% CSW against the Guardians to not get the win as the Yankees blew this one in the ninth inning. Long story short, Rays twice and Jays are the next three outings for Domingo Herman. So you can't really pursue this one, but really good curveball, 49% CSW across 44% usage and the fastball and changeup have been good enough so that I'm not labeling him with those one really good pitch, one bad pitch, two pitch pitcher stuff. I think he's a little bit better than that, but you don't want to get him now because of that schedule. Okay. Luis Garcia was removed with an elbow injury yesterday. Terrible, terrible news. I'm so sad because he was just hitting his stride. It stinks. Brandon Bilak came up on uh, earlier that day and it just kind of worked like this, but I think that was more for Rikidi, which means maybe Forrest Whitley is going to show up now. Because, you know, we don't have enough prospect pitchers to be excited about. I don't really have any thoughts about Forrest Whitley right now, but could be something that works. It's a good situation in Houston. Uh, four innings, two hundred runs, two is three walks and six Ks for Bilak. I don't care about Bilak. Uh, Drew Smiley went against the Nationals, did exactly what we want him to do. Seven innings, one hundred runs, six at zero walks. Two Ks. Got the win. Not really the greatest game we've seen from Smiley. Three whiffs and 84 pitches, but he's still doing the Blake Snell blueprint. And you get the Marlins now. So, things are fine here. You keep starting Smiley through that Marlins start. And we'll see if there's really that trend downward where we remove him moving forward. Cal Quantrill, I don't know how he did this. He had one whiff in 7.1 innings. Uh, 200 runs, 6 hits, 1 walk, 2 Ks. I mean, essentially, Smiley, Smiley, I understand. Quantrill, I don't. 15% CSW. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this. Ross dribbling against the Astros, five innings, two runs, five hits, zero walks, five Ks, 14 whiffs. His changeup was looking pretty good in this one. Um, I I love the fact that he's 23% four-seamer. That's cool. He did this against the Astros. He gets the Brewers late this week. Maybe Ross dribbling's worth that start. I'm not going to sprint to the wire for it, but that could be something. It might be finally the Ross dribbling we anticipated entering the season, returning as he is super limited on that four-seamer. Blake Snell got 17 whiffs for a gallows pull as he went six innings, three runs, eight hits, zero walks, seven strikeouts. So I know, eight hits, three runs, that's because the four-seamer was a little bit too low. He didn't throw slider for strikes. It was two for 10. However, curveball was a 48% CSW and 64% strikes. Thank you. It's about time. And I, I get it. The ratios still were not pristine, as he essentially had a VPQS. I mean, sure, one fewer base runner than that, but a very poor quality start for the most part. But 7Ks and 0 walks, and even that was without his slider or really his best fastball. But the fact that the curveball is in the right direction now, he's got the feel for that. I think this is a step in the right direction. Remember, steps, not leaps. It's one of my mantras. 
This is a step forward. Good to see that from Blake Snell. I am more encouraged moving forward now because the curveball is back. Tyler McGill went against Atlanta. 5.2 innings, 3 earned runs, 4 hits, 3 walks, 4 Ks. Honestly, he's close to a, a poor quality start. And it's against Atlanta. Like, I guess that's fine. You know, really? He gets Rocky Roden in the Nationals next. That could be helpful. He could steal a win or two in those two games. I don't think he's close to gaining the Ty Lord McGill title once again, unfortunately. But that's fine. It's fine. He can go six innings, like two runs in each of those. Corey Kluber against the Jays. 5.1 innings, 300 runs, 5 hits, 4 walks, and 7 Ks. It's the Phillies, Cardinals, and Padres next for the Klu- for Kluber. I'm happy he got 7 Ks against the Jays, but the ratios are terrible. You don't want to do Corey Kluber. Tony Gonsolin is not someone I'm chasing. 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, 3 Ks, and his second start back, up to 80 pitches here. And his fastball velocity is down, 1.5 to 2 ticks down. Splitter isn't as good as it was last year. This is not the guy to go after Tony Gonsolin. There's a chance he does go on a run and he figures it out. It's only two games removed from the IL, and uh, you know he could be essentially having his spring training now, you could say. But I don't buy it. I, I I think they're just better things to chase. Charlie Morton against the Mets. Charlie Morton is kind of scaring me at the moment. 5.1 innings, 4 and runs, 6 hits, 3 walks, 6 Ks. Why? Well, he's going about 50% curveball, which is good. But the fastball wasn't very good, and there was nothing else. And this is like Kyle Wright, who has an excellent curveball and then nothing else. And wait a second. My whole rule is you go, if you're essentially two-pitch pitcher with one elite pitch... I don't want to chase you. Is that just what Charlie Morton is now? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I'm kind of tempted to move on. Baltimore Orioles, Texas Rangers, and Los Angeles Dodgers are next. Ah, it's so spooky. And there's a part of me that's pushing back and saying, no, Charlie Morton has done this for ages. It's been great. He's also a slow starter, and you want to lean in on it. It was still 13 whiffs and so on and so forth. I don't know. He can't do it forever, and I feel like uh, it's in that weird moment. If Charlie Morton is your worst pitcher, and you're seeing all these amazing prospects at the end, and he's your worst one, he's like your SP7 or something, you might want to move on. That's all I'm trying to say. Luke Weaver against the Dod- uh, sorry against the Padres, 4.1 innings of four and runs and nine hits and two walks and three Ks. I don't really care. He does get the White Sox and Marlins next, and there's a possibility that if he gets his four-seamer up and change up down, that this could work. But I don't want to do that save for, like, NL-only deep leagues. Spencer Strider did not do well against the Mets. And we're going to talk about him, Mackenzie Gore, Jose Barrios, and Taiwan Walker after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. 
to sign up for your trial today. Strider allowed a three-run shot to Pete Alonso on a hanging slider, and that was pretty much the damage here. Five innings, four and runs, five hits, three walks, eight Ks. And, you know, Strider's still really good. Mackenzie Gore went against the Cubs, and they messed them up. Four innings, four and runs, seven hits, two walks, four strikeouts. The Cubs are a good offense these days. I put him up into the second tier of offenses, which is really nice. And this is not a death sentence for Mackenzie Gore. He can still be very valuable against the Diamondbacks. I'm watching him closely. Uh, and he had really good breakers down. I think there's still something there for Mackenzie Gore. And at some point, he's going to he's going to actually be this guy that everyone says, Oh my gosh, Mackenzie Gore, go get him now. I was really encouraged by his previous start. This was a little bit of a step back. But I do think there is going to be like a month stretch of Gore dominating at some point. It could be soon. It could be later. And Jose Barrios is the great undulator. Everyone's saying, oh my gosh, Jose Barrios is back. I'm like, no, 5.1 innings, 5 earned runs, 11 hits, 2 walks, 4 Ks against the Red Sox. He's the great undulator. That's all you need to know. Uh, the Mets did a bullpen game in the second game of the doubleheader. So who cares? And Taiwan Walker against the Dodgers, 3.1 innings, 8 earned runs. This is actually a game after he got pulled with... Lower velocity and a forearm issue, and he came back and threw 82 pitches and was 93-94, and it didn't do anything. So, yeah, you deserve better than Taiwan Walker on your fantasy teams. Looking forward to today's games, Garrett Cole, Sandy Alcantara, Joe Ryan, Zach Gallen, Julio Urias, Hunter Brown, and Freddie Peralta are all auto starts, yes, including Peralta in cores. I know that sounds crazy. His MLB debut was... Amazing inside of course, and I think that kind of set the tone saying, look, Peralta's going to be good or bad regardless of the situation of the opponent. I think if you have Freddy Peralta, you should just be starting him in cores. Uh, everyone else is pretty obvious to start. In the probable start tier, Tyler Wells is my stream pick of the day against the Royals. You have Tanner Bybee against the Yankees. They do not have Aaron Judge. Bryce Elder gets the Marlins. I love that one. Patrick Sandoval against the Cardinals. The Cardinals aren't that strong right now. And Patrick Sandoval should be fine here. Uh, Hayden Wesneski against the Nationals. I like that matchup for him. Mason Miller is a probable start against the Mariners. I think he's just too good not to do it. And he should be better with every single start as he gets more comfortable in the majors. And the Mariners are not so scary. Graham Ashcraft, if you have him, I think I am starting him against the Padres. So that's a little tenuous. Same with Yusei Kikuchi and John Gray. Those are the three that I'm more concerned about inside of this second tier. But I think if I have them, I'm going for it. You say Kikuchi against the Red Sox. Maybe his slider command is just that good against the Red Sox. I think if you have Kikuchi, you're just going to do it. And same with John Gray against the Diamondbacks. I don't love John Gray at the moment. I really don't. But the Diamondbacks aren't so scary. And back to Ashcraft for a second. He hasn't really executed his approach perfectly. I want to see sinkers inside and cutters inside to relative batters. And then I want to see sliders down. I haven't really seen that. I feel like it's a little bit more um, chaotic than I want it to be. Uh, So he does have a little bit of cherry bomb tendencies because of that. Maybe he's just a piece at the end of the day. Um, Poor execution, awesome stuff. If you remember that term from way back when. But right now, I feel like Ashcraft has done well enough that you start him against the Padres, who have been very, very anemic this season. Um, you see Bryce Miller making his debut. It's a wonderful day for games uh, today and tomorrow, by the way. You have like Bryce Miller going against Oakland. I'm going to talk about tomorrow in just a second. But Bryce Miller against Oakland. I don't start guys in MLB debuts. I'm very excited about it, but he's only pitching double A. He's had three bad games and then a better game before this promotion. But the Mariners need help now 
So Bryce Miller is here against Oakland. It seems like a really good situation, but I feel like he's going to be limited and I don't know. You pick him up and you see what happens and it's going to be fun. Apparently it's an amazing fastball that's going to blow me away. So I'm excited to see that. Steven Matz against the Angels. I think he's much better than the results have been thus far for Steven Matz, but I still don't want to do it against the Angels. Michael Walker could work out against the Reds. You never know what you're going to get from Michael Walker. Anthony Descafani against the Astros. I think Descafani is a Toby ultimately, and he's getting a really bad schedule against the Astros. I don't want to do that. Michael Kopech has been throwing harder at 97, which is very encouraging and a better slider, but it's the Twins, and I don't really want to take the chance. And Joey Lucchese could have some more magic. He was really good two starts ago and then wasn't in his last one, and the Mets decided to push back Scherzer one more day because of the potential of a rainout in Detroit. So uh, they have Lucchese going. I don't really want to do it. Um, in the do not start tier, Matt Strom against the Dodgers. I don't, I don't really want to chase Matt Strom. I think he's limited in his pitch counts and he isn't nearly as good as that 11 strikeout game will tell you. Ronsky Contreras against the Rays. It's against the Rays and Contreras, Contreras just have his, has a slider and that's it. I don't want to pursue Ronsky Contreras in my leagues. Trevor Williams against the Cubs is fine. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. It's not. The Cubs are a good offense. Trevor Williams is not good. Tanner Houck against the Jays is not something you want to chase. Tanner Houck could have everything working in one day, but that's already a gamble, not to mention the Jays. Michael Lorenzen against the Mets. No, thank you, Ryan Yarbrough, Josh Fleming, and Ryan Feltner. Absolutely not. Tomorrow's games, uh, that is on Wednesday. Shane McClanahan, Otani, and Scherzer, and Valdez, and Cease are all auto starts. You have Logan Gilbert against the Athletics. He's going tomorrow because Bryce Miller is going today. It's not about the injury. I know it's two straight starts. We get pushed back a day. It's kind of funny. Aaron Nola against the Dodgers. I think he's still going to do it. Shane Bieber gets the Yankees, which is really nice, but Shane Bieber hasn't been very good. Slider's gone, but it's the Yankees, so you do it. Marcus Stroman against the Nationals. You go and do that because it's the Nationals. Kyle Wright against the Marlins. You do it because it's the Marlins. And Andrew Heaney against the Diamondbacks. I think if you have all three of those guys, you're still doing them, so auto start tier for them. Probably all start tier. It's a little bit tougher with Logan Webb against the Astros. It could be a whip killer for you, so I understand if you don't want to do that. Kyle Gibson and Seth Lugo are good streams if you're able to do that. They're rostered in about 30 to 35% of leagues. Gibson gets the Royals. Seth Lugo gets the Reds. I think those are both solid starts for you to chase. Good win potential against weak lineups. And the Reds are in San Diego, so that's much better for Seth Lugo. In the questionable start here, it's weird for me to do this. Louis Varland should be up for the Twins. You have three guys tomorrow. I cannot wait. And they're going at different times, so you can just watch it through the entire day. But theoretically, it's Brandon Fought. At 2 o'clock, then you get Louis Varland around 4, or actually you get him around 7, I think, and then you get Gavin Stone at 4. It's wonderful. What a day. What a, what a wonderful day. But anyway, uh, you have Louis Varland um, against the White Sox. We saw him already once this year, did well over 6 innings, got lots of strikeouts. It also had 2 ticks up on his fastball velocity, which is really good. And I kind of think that this is legit for Varland. Um, against the White Sox. It still feels like an MLB debut, which is why he's only in the questionable start tier. He is my stream pick of the day, though, and I'm kind of interested on it. I would be picking up wherever I could. Just take a chance, see how this goes, and we can decide on Thursday. Alec Manoa against the Red Sox. I don't trust this command. I really don't. I think this is very, very shifty. Uh, Miles Michaelis against the Angels could work out, but the Angels are kind of good. Mitch Keller is looking better, but it's the Rays, and I don't love that. J.P. Sears is better as well against, uh, I guess, the Mariners. Fastball and slider looking good for Sears, but the Mariners are kind of dangerous. I mean, I, I don't know how to feel about the Mariners. They're, like, not not top tier, but they're not a bad offense. J.P. Sears isn't so overwhelming that I would chase it. 
Clark Schmidt against the Guardians. Clark Schmidt just doesn't have an approach that I think that works right now. And the do not start here. The aforementioned Brandon Fought and Gavin Stone. Fought gets the Rangers. It's an MLB debut, so I instantly don't want to do it. And then you have the Rangers. That makes it just so tough. I still want him, but I just don't want to start against the Rangers. And then Gavin Stone, same idea. It's an MLB debut. It goes against the Phillies. Also, Bryce Harper's back. And I don't want to do that. Also, Stone only throws a really good changeup. And I, my understanding is the rest of his stuff isn't very good. But we'll see. I don't know. I just know it's an elite changeup. And that's pretty cool. But that generally doesn't translate as well as someone with an overpowering fastball. So somebody to consider there. But it is the Dodgers, which is a good situation to be in. Don't start him in this one. You pick him up still and we see how this goes. Braxton Garrett against Atlanta. It's, it's Atlanta. Otherwise, Braxton Garrett, good slider recently, would be higher up. If it was a better matchup, but this is a really tough one. You have Zach Greinke against Baltimore. No thanks. Joey Wentz and Nick Pavetta and Eric Lauer, Luis Sessa, Peter Lambert, and Corey Abbott. Don't want to start any of those. All right, that is it for today. Thanks so much for all the support. Seriously, PL Plus, PL Pro, it goes so far for us every single time. Remember, everything that you uh, support with us goes back into the site. You will see the benefits of that money raised on the site we is we continue to improve everything that we do and what we offer at those tiers. So thank you all so much for the support. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.